Hi, my name is Divya. Hi, my name is Dimple. And this is scene one, take one, episode two. Welcome back. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about uh, a film called Masan, which was uh, released in one second. I will tell you in a second. It's twenty fifteen. In two thousand and fifteen, yes. So we're going to talk about this movie in the beginning, and then we shall just go on as the part as the uh, episode goes on about all the other sections. And uh, this, uh, so yeah. And the other sections are film person of the week, and we'll be doing a short film of the week. And uh, in film person of the week, we'll be discussing Warren Brewer, who is closely associated with the Masan project, and we'll talk more about him. and in a short film of the week we'll be discussing a movie called crude oil it was um, published on the youtube channel short of the week on may 18th 2020 so a fairly new movie and we'll get back to both those uh, sections once we are done with our feature of the week including the deep dive uh pigu do you want me to read the imdb uh, intro of yes, this one Yes. Okay, it's a very simple one-liner. It's along India's Ganga River, four people face prejudice, a strict moral code, and a punishing caste system as they confront personal tragedies. Um, that's pretty much it. Just one quick information for people who might not know, Masan is basically, as I have understood from the internet as well, uh, the Hindi word for uh, a place where you cremate bodies. and this is specifically i think uh for the up area where they use this word more often because in my part of the country which is west india we use a different word we use vishram ghat as the term so anyway mm. uh let's start pinku what were your initial thoughts uh so i have watched this movie a couple of times before and even uh now uh, i have i just feel that the setting of the movie is what uh makes it more unique i feel and you know is able to tell such uh like interesting stories of five characters that probably we have not seen in hindi cinema before and uh, that is what i feel felt even now when i say see the movie like i don't know it might be my sixth time watching this movie but uh, yeah that was my uh initial thought like my first impression as soon as i start watching the movie and as i go through uh what about you so uh, this was the first time i saw the movie i again i knew this was supposed to be a good movie so i had you know fairly high expectations from it um overall i liked the movie uh, of course the deeper we dive into it there are lots of things i want to talk about it but mm-hmm. i completely agree with you that it has a very um the setting it's trying to uh, capture is it's it's quite fascinating and uh, i overall i like the movie there were issues with it that i want to talk mm. i also the movie made me feel incredibly privileged because mm. uh, the stories it captures you know on on an individual scale and also as a whole are really the truly indian stories right that they are mm. yeah. experiences indian people face on a daily basis and they deal with but i felt like um, so many of the insecurities and safety issues and so much of 
the prejudice that it is dealing with are things that are so foreign to me so uh, mm. it made me more feel more privileged it made me you know feel you know super you know uh, i mean both guilty but of course it made me feel really fortunate and also made mm. me realize that i should be more you know uh, aware about things and should be more you know i should have more gratitude towards my life i don't know we'll talk more about that but overall uh, i thought it was an interesting movie i thought uh, a good thing was that it sort of captured a different storyline and it tried to do it yeah. in a very non typical hindi cinema way which is i, I think it's difficult right i mean so the movie was mm. in 2015 and that's still yeah. you know that's half a de- decade ago and Mm. I can understand that a lot of movies that are made in a production space which is so used to a specific template and that template yeah. includes uh things like a specific set of songs a specific set of you know characters that you need to have and th- this movie sort of breaks through from all those uh, framework mm. and all those molds so I feel like that's in in that regard it's a pretty you know brave movie and uh i think more the more we discuss and also uh, what what was interesting for me was that all the the ca- so for example vicky koshal is in the movie i had no idea vicky koshal was in the movie and he's such oh, okay. a huge star now right but i feel like yeah. was 5 years ago he probably wasn't that big of a star and, yeah this was his first movie okay so again didn't know that as well so a hmm. clearly a breakout role for him right he comes off as a yeah. really mature really good actor in this movie hmm. and of course and he's his recent movies and he looks quite different as well in his recent movies he looks yeah. more like yeah. a movie star now uh, compared yeah. to this movie so overall really uh, interesting movie to be talking about today so hmm. uh, we should start with the script go on so deep dive yeah. is on let's talk about the script do you want to start minku Yes so i feel uh, firstly it was an interesting story obviously like we have already said a couple of times and i feel what makes like we are already we as in the first second itself we immediately like in the first moment of the biggest scene that happens is the first scene of the movie and we are directly into the inciting incident of the movie where the chachada is caught uh, been a with a with a guy in a hotel room and the cops come in and uh, and that is where it all starts and we her life and we in get introduced to her father in who is and the whole area where the movie is set which is right by the ganga river and uh, we see vicky koshal in a similar setting but going through his own problems and uh, the love life that he feels uh, for uh, this girl called Shalu so i think these characters that are all there are interestingly told but i feel uh, i've had this discussion many times i've al- always tried to find a plot line that sort of brings it together and not it's difficult to find that one theme and i feel that one theme is not difficult but i feel what combines it together is just the setting and not a bigger picture that can be considered political i feel or um uh, just a theme in general that can bring the storylines together that's what i have felt whenever i have seen it or after i've seen it 
the sixth time probably that's what i feel um okay that's interesting because i felt the script was more uh, it was very coherent in the sense that uh, i felt like there was a theme to these different stories i i felt like uh, mm. and of course I, so the way i read it online it sort of said that there were two main stories right which was the richard stada richard mm. chadda story and the vicky kaushal story but i felt like there were three stories not just two there, there was of course uh you know devi's story the chadda the chadda story there was vicky's story which was deepak right his character mm. deepak story mm. and then there was the same there was a story that devi's father and that young yeah. orphan have that's also i i felt like that yeah. was also a very distinct third story that was servicing the overall arc of the three yeah. know, things that were happening in terms of what i felt from a script sense made a lot of sense was of course these stories were constantly um like they were they were meeting and then breaking uh, there were intersection yeah. points in each story yeah. uh, but they were dealing with different lives but i felt like there was a clear theme on the problems in the solutions here what we were talking about so essentially all characters were facing the same problems in very different settings right so uh mm. even though there is so much about the movie in terms of what it talks about caste how it talks about the indian society how it talks about um just interpersonal relationships but uh yeah. i felt like all those things were fairly subtle in the movie right at no point does it make mm. big uh ambitious you know uh, like mm. you know montages about like you know this is the situation of caste in india or this is the situation of love in india at no point is it making these big verbose you know declarations yeah. rather all those things sort of stay in the background very much uh, you know you're very much aware of them as a viewer but i felt that essentially it was just like a collection of stories right it was it was sort of like it was love stories and i felt so i i felt that there was a coherence to the script i don't think uh, i and i felt there was a clear yeah, i just feel script. yeah i what like probably i'm not able like i wasn't able to like pinpoint a certain theme like in when i was talking about like when i saw deepak's story and her, his love story within the it was clearly the the conflict was the caste system that he was facing that she or the female was on like from uh, upper caste rather the compared to him and that was clear very clear throughout his part of the movie whereas um devi and her father were going through more of a hierarchical system when it came to like it was a personal tragedy that happened and then there was a cop who comes into their lives and starts to disrupt this whole ecosystem that was anyways disturbed in the first place and i felt uh, probably i'm not able to pinpoint it where it all could come under one umbrella except the fact that it was in the same spot like it was in the same space legit in the same space uh which is interesting because it's just telling the story of these four people but also like you're saying it is asking us it is asking us to question how society is run obviously like that is pretty clear in the film uh but i just feel that the character like apart from this entire thing the characters themselves and the interpersonal relationships between these characters is so well defined and so subtle with the dialogue deliveries and the dialogues between these 
characters is what makes the movie come to life i feel because there are these really nice scenes with the father and devi where they are just talking about how they are not really respecting each other but still trying to get to know each other and that was one of the very like crucial scenes in the film where i understood okay this is their relationship which is where she talks about her mother and how her mother passed away and i think that was one of those scenes that really stuck with me after i watched this film again uh so uh yeah i think that was very specific and obviously uh the end is where like it really hits you with how you know both of these characters two central characters which is uh richa chadan vicky kaushal who try to you know find closure with what they have gone through and the personal tragedies that they've gone through throughout this film and that intersection was almost like a closure for us as the audience where they sort of meet together and go away in that boat which was quite nice as an audience to see okay i also got some some sort of a closure towards the end uh, interesting so i'll just i'd like to piggy bank on that one point about um that uh, tiny little side story about devi's mother passing away early mm-hmm. on and i felt like from a script perspective that's a very smart device to have right it yeah. sort of brings about the needed tension to explain mm-hmm. the relationship between her and her father mm-hmm. so i think i think from a script perspective it's a very smart bit it also explains a lot about how devi sort of is this independent mm-hmm. uh, a fairly independent character in the system because you know her father makes her feel like oh i've given you this independence but you know being mm. a single father means that so much of this independence is not necessarily given but ceded yeah. because he didn't have the natural indian system with the mother mm. and the family to you know bring about more control so i felt like yeah. in that sense it's a very smart way of you know building the script uh, i i want to mm. go back slightly back to the whole um, theme bit again which i mm. felt like so you yeah. you mentioned it fairly correctly that the biggest pressure and tension between the whole uh, deepak and shalu story is that the, the bit about the caste difference right mm. and i agree that that's a huge problem from an indian socio problem anyway right a lot mm. of it's not still not acceptable and uh, specifically in, in your in your traditional north indian up environment where caste is still a very yeah. relevant part of discussion for societies but i mean it's again excuses the truth that even if it wasn't a caste difference mm-hmm. these characters would still be struggling because it was a love situation right this is not a movie that's yeah. set in you know um a very urban elitist you know mm. a few urban centers of india where it's okay nowadays which is great but this is still set in a system in a location and mm. this would be the same for locations like my part of india and your part of india right where mm. uh, yeah. that same pressure that same tension within that relationship would exist even if it was the same caste mm. these two characters were mm. belonging to so that's the same thing right i think the theme is these two characters trying to maintain this loving relationship but can't because of many reasons it's the same mm. thing with devi and piyush right because one thing which is very interesting is that beyond devi the character no one in the mm. entire story ever sees devi and piyush's relation as anything more yeah. than the physical aspect of that relationship yeah. and 
until the end it's sort of proven that devi and piyush had a more intimate more loving relationship mm. and it was the society around them that degraded it to this very mm. nasty way of looking at something like that and in that sense i think there is that connection which is it's just it's showing how difficult and uh, how dangerous it is for so mm. many normal average indians to have interpersonal relationships like that and then it layers those stories with more uh, mm-hmm. systematic you know issues and cleavages like caste and class and it just rolls mm-hmm. into this bigger package with i which i feel like like from a script perspective it's it's a win and i think we want to talk more about varun grover after this section mm-hmm. session and of course from yeah. the screenplay script section from just the story perspective it's a very smart story to have been told yeah. and it's and also it again from a script perspective it sort of includes a lot of tiny world building aspects in mm, the story yeah. which really enlightens and enriches the story and mm. it's just it's tiny things right like things like when those uh, when when they have these uh, shots at the guard the late night shots where they have these mm. people from the dorm community are just sitting and yeah. having conversations they will mm. have conversations that have absolutely nothing to do with devi or shalu or deepak or any of mm. these main characters right and they'll have conversations mm. like you know what um, this guy's father had rights to you know collecting all the proceeds mm. for the day and you know now he doesn't have the same rights and everything but these are conversations that just enriches the storyline and it enriches it just it makes the world it's trying to tell you know more mm. richer and uh, adds nothing to the core story of things but it sort of adds mm. so much to the viewers experience and i think from that perspective the script is really strong uh, the screenplay is really yeah. strong and uh, you know big thumbs up so uh, do you have anything more you want to talk about script or do you want to talk about technicality i think uh, so uh, like uh, you were saying i feel the screenplay is very smart and i feel what complements it um, very well is technically it's uh, camera work i feel the cinematography uh, you know places us right in the middle of all of these like these stories together and uh, a lot of times throughout the film i noticed that a lot of the cinematography is done through handheld camera work and especially when deepak is at the guard burning uh, all of the bodies that is supposed to be you know helping him uh, him helping uh, his family members doing their work and i think uh that ha- handheld camera work really helps us you know almost feel that tension that he is feeling or his family is feeling or the community itself is feeling and i feel that really helps us or even when deep when devi goes to you know goes through the lanes of where he stay she staying or going goes into the office tries out different kind of work to you know get the money that is required uh for the tragedy that she is feeling and i think that cinematography really helps us get into these you know feel empathize empathize with these characters technically so yeah that is what i felt uh, about this uh yeah um yeah i again technically it's a, it's a strong movie because it uses some really smart ways of you know just uh telling the story beyond just using you know mm-hmm. uh, dialogue and of course we, i i should have said this in dialogue in script as well that i felt that mm-hmm. uh, and i'm saying this again because i said the same thing in the call me by your name episode as well but 
again the script writers were very economical with dialogues in this show, mm-hmm. in in the Correct. movie and they are very uh, smart about deploying you know dialogue through their characters because these are characters who are going through so much and they are struggling mm-hmm. and they are they are living in incredibly insecure environments often and they could easily just rant all the time and it would still be acceptable mm-hmm. from the character's yeah. perspective but they are not which i felt is a very smart move so both script technicality strong from a technical standpoint i felt i mean i want to talk more about visuals later on but i want to say yeah. that a couple of things which i felt they were very smartly using were like for example uh, at the end when devi goes to uh, piyush's household right and she meets yeah. uh, his father yeah. and his mother most likely that entire scene we just hear the audio we just hear the audio but we see just one uh, mm. image and Same. again that was a that was like from a technical standpoint a very smart decision i mean mm. i'm assuming it's a director's decision in in a case like this or maybe it was properly storyboarded or screen written in in mm. exactly how it was but i felt like it was a very smart way of showing something like that because for the movie it's a 2 minute you know scene but when you think about it this is uh, this is a huge um uh you know interaction that is happening this is you know a uh, a father and a mother who are still probably grieving for their son and at the same time they are also in a situation where they might not have still accepted what had happened so it's 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 a scene which has so much tension in it it it's a scene which has so much you know heart to it as well i guess and it's if if they would have had you know characters do it if they would have had like a dining room scene or a drawing room scene with you know the characters the characters on the camera and with i think it wouldn't have um achieved the same thing but it did achieve in my opinion in the sense by just showing us that image in the front uh, of the house and it just it lets you imagine and it lets you accept and it lets you you know make your own mind about what that conversation would have been about and it's just it's such a well way of showing something um as difficult and as uh tension filled uh you know scenario as possible so yeah those were my thoughts on the technicality of the uh, i mean technically it's a strong movie i i feel so uh visuals i i feel, i felt like visually it was a very moving movie uh, for me personally what about you i feel uh, firstly like i've seen a lot of interviews as well of how uh this was such a small budget movie because it was like a first for a lot of the people who are you know associated with the movie itself uh and i feel like the way that they have also shot this movie uh like i know that even that point where uh vicky koshal's character throws that thing that he finds of shalu and throws it in the river and he jumps inside it tries to look for it and i think that itself was a very like it was an improvised scene because you know it was just the three of them on that ghat that one night with with, with vicky koshal the director and the cinematographer and they just decided you know let's just shoot the scene right under a street light and i think that's where it made it to the scene itself and uh, i mean made it to the cut and uh, so i feel uh, a lot of this uh, a lot of the movie like a lot of the movie itself shows how much uh this shows like 
just the magic of filmmaking that all of these newcomers are trying to you know bring together within this one film and it shows in the visuals of the film like a lot of them like a lot of the scenes rely on natural lighting which like i don't see a lot of artificial lighting being used or something like that like a lot of them are just out in the open on the ghat or at shalu's terrace um which was very nice for me to see and it was not over dramatic the visuals and it was was as subtle as the screenplay and how smartly that was done yeah um so that bit about so you observing that a lot of natural light was used it's a very interesting bit to pick because i feel like that's also again a very socio economic comment right because these are yeah. middle i the middle class indians or really poor indians and they all live in such tiny um mm. small places that they spend most of their days outside in yeah. open spaces so it's sort of reflective of that reality and i think that's cool uh, visually i just i i thought like the most striking visual scenes for me were all the scenes with uh, either the ganga or sangam all those scenes mm. were just so beautifully done specifically yeah. uh the scenes of uh, all the boat rides with mm. vicky kaushal because in all these boat rides you see vicky kaushal as the subject and everything around yeah. him are uh, is like the sort of background and they're so well done yeah. uh you know the boat rides at night where you see the ghats of banaras and it's so i i felt i've never been to banaras i, I really want to go soon but it felt uh it, it i mean visually it, it it tells you a very beautiful story and i think that yeah also they made they made banaras look very beautiful to look at especially on those boat rides specifically and i i feel like it was not the poverty porn beauty that a lot of these movies yeah, end yeah. up showing it's it was not it was still a charming beauty they were trying to yeah. show and for yeah. example uh, the nela deso show right the yeah. carnival the durga puja mm-hmm. thing and like for me the equivalent would be diwali melas in my city yeah. diwali carnivals and it's the same vibe right you have these beautiful pretty mm-hmm. lights and a lot of vendors and i i felt like it was mm-hmm. a very positive way of showing uh, because they could have easily gone the other way right they could have easily shown yeah. us because the storyline isn't uh, the most positive in terms of the lives yeah. these people are li- li- living and uh, but they could have and they could have doubled down on it uh, but they didn't and they showed such uh, the visually they, the the language they chose was uh, i i was appreciative of it and and as you as we said in the call me by your name uh, episode as well right that you know a big visual you know victory for them was that so many people would want to go to northern italy now yeah. and i felt like yeah. my desire to go to banaras went up after i saw this movie yeah. and i i felt like you know i really longed for the idea of you know actually taking that boat ride in sangam mm. and you know going and you know actually getting on a boat and you know going on a really nice boat ride along the ghats of varanasi mm. and you know taking a dip in ganga that would be really nice and it, it a really quaint experience i guess so visually again really smart um and i felt that again i don't know if this is a visual point or a technical point but mm. i felt that on both those counts uh, the movie does a very good job of in- incorporating a lot of middle class lot of very authentic indian elements so for example mm. visually it does a very good job of showing how uh, which is, again is a movie making point right it shows that 
uh wiki's character deepak keeps going to that cyber cafe which is such a yeah. indian institution right having a cyber cafe yeah. Um, mm. because so many poor people back in at least 2014 15 didn't have computers mm. at home so they would go to mm. these cyber cafes and yeah. and then you see him printing out that screenshot uh, of the friend of the mm. facebook page and Profile. so again uh, i think it's both visuals and technicality where they include all these elements which are very well done so that was really nicely done i think and uh, visually some very striking moments i feel mm. um What about music? Uh, did you think the so, movie had a very clear musical language, or what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel the music um, really set the tone for the movie itself. Like just the way that the lyrics were, just the way that the music was composed of these songs that you know led us through these lives of the movie. They sort of made us feel a lot. That's what I felt like. it made me feel a lot about what these two central characters were going through and uh, especially that uh, you know how they turned that shairi into a song that was just so beautiful i feel and it's one of my favorite songs as well now because it just it set the and it enhanced that emotions that vicky kaushal was feeling and richardada was feeling or their characters were feeling uh towards the end of the film and uh, yeah i felt it was the music was very strong of this film see i have a hot take here i didn't think there was much to the music of the movie mm-hmm. uh, so i know like i feel there weren't like a lot of songs in the movie but i felt that it did it no but it did justice no but it. that's the thing i don't i my complaint is not that it didn't have a lot of songs and my complaint is that there was so of course there was a soundtrack to it right mm-hmm. a very nice mm-hmm. soundtrack nice themes and everything and you know it works for me when the movie is playing but i didn't feel like there was anything like now mm-hmm. i i i watched the movie yesterday uh, or did yeah. it yesterday i can't remember and uh, it's not even been a week and i can't remember anything about the music of the movie and i feel oh, like if cool. i can't remember anything about the music of the movie that's a bad sign for me specifically and i felt that you know we can a similar framework movie we can take is something like gangs of asapur and mm. gangs of asapur for those of you who don't know is a movie made by anurag kashyap a very popular successful hindi movie uh, which has a sort of similar vibe to it and just in terms of the framework of the movie right it's not mm. your typical bollywood musical sort of movie and gangs of asapur had like i still think about that music we still i i know people who still listen yeah. to that soundtrack so the soundtrack doesn't have to be your very cliched uh, batmis dil types soundtrack yeah. Yeah. to be a good soundtrack or for it to be a appropriate hindi movie soundtrack but it can still leave a strong um, you know you know a strong statement for you in the movie but for me it didn't i i felt like uh, the music did exactly what it is supposed to do in the movie which was just give more you know depth to the visuals of the movie but beyond that i don't think the music really did a lot for me at least i, I didn't think it was a stand out feature of the movie and i think that could have also possibly been because like when i saw i saw it probably like around the time that the movie came out mm. and when it did like it the music was a very big thing at that time because you know it was indian ocean uh that was singing uh the soundtrack of the film 
which were also very big they were big artists or are also for that they matter are, they are still very big artists yeah 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 they are very big artists so since and because i have also seen it a couple of times i think that is why the music has stuck with me um as much and you, for you probably not as, that much um yeah and yeah but that is interesting how you feel about it anyway uh, so uh, let's talk about and i think this is the most important uh, section to talk about for this movie performances uh, where do you stand because i felt like all the top build cast members including yeah. the new ones vicky koshal and the mm-hmm. character who plays shalu really strong performances right yeah of course and i think that is where i think vicky koshal shalu being played by shweta tripathi richa chatta obviously and, and sanjay mishra and also pankaj tripathi i mean it's yeah, really very... yeah and these these the like except for sanjay mishra i feel all the other car- uh, actors were not as big as they are today like even shweta tripathi for that matter is doing really well for like really good movies indie films for that matter not big films Vicky Koshal has become like a huge star. Sanjay Mishra is doing films like Kamyab and all, which is just so interesting. And I feel like it took like probably took this movie to tell all the film industry that you know they are really good actors because they did all such a good job. And it was not just them. I feel all the other supporting characters as well, like Vicky Koshal's father and his brother as well. Like they that in that scene where they're all having lunch, his family is having lunch and. just through you know i just through looks that are being exchanged between the three of them and the mother sitting over there being that mother of that household there was so much said during that dinner scene and that came out through that performance because there are not a lot of dialogues written for that scene and it and performances were so good in this movie i feel but i will like to say that i don't think masan was the breakout movie for sanjay mishra sanjay mishra is an indian like Treasure. Yeah, but you know, he's no, he is he he for the longest time he's been stuck in that comedy stereotype, you know, with this whole road shetty. But he's. Uh, I feel like Sanjay Mishra has existed. I'm sorry, I'm I I I was a yeah, but I feel like Sanjay Mishra in my head has existed throughout my lifetime in terms of entertainment. Yeah, of course. Right. Of and, course. But and he's yeah. he's he's a treasure. Like he needs to be protected. yeah he needs to be protected he needs to be you know coddled he needs to be like pampered and he's so good and i feel like uh, of course his character is just beautiful in this movie right he's this yeah. very subtle calm composed but also a character who has so much deep like so much be- buried down yeah. inside him and at the same time you have and of course his character basically interacts the most with both richa chadda's character and the child's character yeah. and uh, the child does a good job i guess he's a child actor yeah. he's done a good job but if we talk about richa chadda like i feel like richa chadda needs to cuz she does a great performance here right yeah, and she did a great performance in gangs of wasapur uh but i don't think she still has an established place in like bollywood mm-hmm. i don't know about that but she does an mm-hmm. excellent job with the movie and she yeah. did, she did an excellent job with so she's clearly a very strong actress there is no yeah. denying that and in this mm-hmm. role specifically um again she had she didn't have a lot of lines but she mm-hmm. she does she, she she does a very good job of you know like just with her like 
I, I don't know because she she does such a great job of explaining to the audience what she's going through in each yeah. you know scene and she has to deal with the rot right she has to deal with yeah. you know um instances where she has to be in shame and instances where she has to be afraid and instances where she has to be she has to feel hurt and broken mm-hmm. and you know concerned all the way from you know you know concerned of being spotted in public when she's yeah. in uh, Varanasi in Banaras and she does a good job of doing all of those things and she also at the same time we see we still see her in like a very nice charming situations where she's with Pankaj Tripathi's character and yeah. just you know this the banter they have so again i mean really a, a strong you know really great performance from her as well and again Vicky Kaushal i think has been rewarded so heavily in bollywood yeah. already that there isn't you know uh much that there isn't anything we'll say which will be new i, I guess yeah. uh the character shalu uh i've seen one more movie of hers i've seen uh, that movie haram khor with nawazuddin siddiqui yeah. and uh in that movie also she plays a younger student so i felt like there's a i haven't seen a lot of range from her so far but i mean whatever i've seen has been pretty good mm-hmm. right she's she and she also doesn't fit your because i feel like I mean I don't know what I'm what audience I'm talking to right now but yeah. if you're not a bollywood audience you know she's not your um, traditional indian bollywood uh, you know yeah. new entrance right you, when you think and about she's one person who was actually coming from tv she used to do that whole disney tv show that used to happen okay, and I she was really quirky girl and this high school like so you know it was like a second body of hindi shows i felt so she's a you know disney person that's cool i guess yeah. but i feel like in just in my head because so much of new hindi cinema is um you have you know the more glamorous indian actors mm. who inhabit that part of indian cinema hindi cinema mm. and i feel like um both richa chadda and you know characters like shalu they don't really you know mm. inhabit that part of hindi cinema but these two still do such a beautiful job and um really great great stuff i i feel like performances are strong in this movie performances as you said side characters are strong right you have the the yeah. friends group that deepak has yeah. that's a very strong performance and these are clearly yeah. not established actors these are like extras in mumbai who probably will not find a lot of fame but they do such yeah. a great job and i i love yeah. i think performances i feel like of the 10 things that we'll talk about in this mm-hmm. deep dive i think performance is this movie's biggest like uh, achievement and biggest victory they mm-hmm. had really strong cast and i mean in that in this place you have to both recognize the work of the director and the casting mm-hmm. agents as well right they yes. found the right people and they found the director found really good performances in these people mm-hmm. as well so strong performances um genre conformity like i i don't know what this what genre this is because it doesn't fit into bollywood in, yeah. in the molds that bollywood had created for you know what would be said genres mm-hmm. it's a completely different story and and that also says a lot about how it was produced like it's like when you read the imdb page or the wikipedia page it says that it's an indo french production but it is right it's it was funded uh, so that yeah it was funded but that's a technicality part of understanding what the production is 
Yeah, but you know that's what I'm saying. That a lot of it is not like you can see that it was not just a uh, a big Indian production house. I feel because that's not what we are producing even now. Like we are, but like not like it seems like an indie movie or an indie drama film. And uh, I think that's how I would categorize it because that's what it is. It's a very it is it 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 seems like an independent movie, but I don't know if it is or it can be considered as one. But the movie um, was backed by really big people. Like I feel like Anurag Kashyap was a big deal in twenty fifteen. You know. Yeah. I mean, true, true. and it. But had, still, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was like even for that time, even for now, I feel that Masan is a very refreshing film. Even for time like now, in Hindi films at least. That's true. I I mean. Yeah, I I don't have much to say here. I just I don't I don't know what genre to put it into, but yeah. I feel like this should be a genre, right? Yeah. I mean, if there isn't one, there should be one, and Indian okay. cinema should focus more on this. So, uh, uh, going with the flow here, feel what did what did this movie make you feel? I think it like especially like I think right from the beginning, it just shocks you with certain emotions because you don't expect those scenes to happen so quickly and then it sort of like it makes you feel those butterflies that uh, shalu and deepa feel it makes you feel that disgust that the chachadas uh, uh, characters feels and i feel like there are and towards the end there was those were like really sad moments when vicky kaushal finds out that shalu is not there anymore and i feel and i like for me i'm still going to say the music made me feel a lot throughout this film so i think that is where i stand with the idea of feel within this movie um yeah that's and also the fact that, like you were saying that it makes you feel a very very privileged because when, even when i saw it like 5 years back i didn't know i was not aware about the setting and you know the lives that we see in the movie because it's so far away from that space altogether which talks about about the socio economic divide of this country but yeah so that's exactly i i mean for me the feeling of this movie is um as i've already said it makes me feel privileged it makes me feel um guilty about a lot of things but i i what i do feel is that if i would have if i would have seen this movie in 2015 i i feel like i'm really scared that i would have like this movie for all the wrong reasons uh mm-hmm. i i and because it 2015 me was this very outspoken but also underinformed uh person uh and so much of my views around caste, of course all my views around caste were these very stereotypical liberal views and they still are those i mean but the thing is yeah. uh i wouldn't have really understood how deep these caste cleavages are yeah. and now yeah. having worked with a lot of you know people from different parts of india from different classes and castes of india i recognize some of the caste things and some of the little bit of class things that these the movie really focuses on are done in such a subtle but interesting way yeah. that i feel like uh, i'm actually glad that i didn't see the movie in 2015 and i'm glad that i saw the movie yeah. recently yeah. um on again on the feeling bit of things um 
what i felt after the movie ended was something i i don't know if that's something the movie was trying to put focus on or something but i felt like the movie inadvertently does this thing where it shows you how education becomes such a strong tool for these characters to break out of these molds right you see yeah who clearly is uh, being rewarded for education and for doing good mm-hmm. at school and for he, his education is something that lets him break out of um the caste mold that he's living in and not that there is anything wrong with his caste identity it's just yeah. that education gives him a choice to break out of that mold if he wants mm-hmm. to and at the same place you see someone like richa chadda's character who mm-hmm. being uh, a woman in a fairly underprivileged underclass a lower class uh, scenario you see her being able to be independent and you know yeah. empowered primarily because of education right she's an educated woman yeah. who is capable of you know not only be good at her job but you know capable of making more money than her father in mm-hmm. this particular scenario right her father clearly says he makes around 8 to 10000 and she's she ends up getting a job which is you know clocking in 20k for her so that shows that she she's using her education to uplift her own you know situation yeah. and her own family situation and in that scenario it made me feel like you know it's just it's education is one of those things that we talk about as you know be all solution for everything and it's mm. just one of those things we yell at when we are at university and we proclaim as these yeah. big things and of course they are but this movie sort of gives you a very micro understanding of how education can be helpful right how mm-hmm. an entire household can benefit from a good mm-hmm. education a good student someone who's someone who understands education as tools for upliftment mm-hmm. and in that sense it made me feel really good about that as well it made me feel really connected yeah. to the message the sort of message a lot of us liberals mm-hmm. a lot of liberals like me talk about so that was really great um I I want to say one thing on the field side of things because I was reading a review. I don't know if this comes in the field side of things, but I just want to say this: um, the Hollywood Reporter review of the movie. Uh, it's written by uh, someone named Deborah Young. Uh, she or uh, I think it's she. I I don't know. Deborah seems like a. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go into gender identities. Anyway, they write. Um, it's curious that while the film waves a big flag for personal liberty it takes the corruption of public officials completely for granted the end of the bribery story is morally jaw dropping especially on account of lack of directorial directorial comment and that that particular statement on that it enrages me because yeah. it, to me it just it enrages me again it enrages me because i don't want to target the author but right. it's sort of i i feel like that's the reality of things you can't expect yeah. this incredibly you know uh underpowered this incredibly meek old man to go fight the system and that's not what the movie is about at no point yeah. does this movie you know talk about social change at no point does this movie make these big you know um proclamations of you know revolution and reform this movie just yeah. shows you what it is and it shows you how these people and these characters you know interact with these discriminatory systems interact with such hardships and they still live on and you know they live on with scars and you know deep hurt sort of situations and i felt like 
you know i understand that you know um maybe uh, as someone who's not native to this culture might not fully might not understand what what's happening here. i don't know i don't even want to pinpoint it but i just it, it it annoyed me because i felt like what movie were you watching because at no point does this movie claim to be you know the next revolution of anything it just it shows you how it is and you know 90% or 95% of the time that's how a situation like this would go no one would be able to question what this policeman did and anyone you go to question him for if you go to the judges or whatever the story would actually show you that the judge sort of you know works together with the police guy and that's the same shit so i felt like that's one of those things because you can't hold the director uh, or the filmmaker hostage for not making everything a statement the statement they are trying to tell you is the truth and you you are yeah. smart enough as a viewer to recognize the uh, discrimination that's happening so yeah that's but i think that is a, that is a lot of way like that is how a lot of people view cinema also which is how you know it should be like like i understand that you know this film itself is talking about the truth and that's the statement it's making but a lot of people feel that you know it should be doing the opposite to show how the truth should be you know but it doesn't work like that because that's not how the, this film is particularly designed as that's true i feel like so many people want every movie to also like because article 15 was a similar movie that does a lot about yeah. it does address a lot about caste and everything but it does mm. have these you know big proclamations the, these verbose proclamations from the yeah. characters and they talk about these mm. you know situations of caste and how they are bad mm. but i feel like this movie doesn't do it and i i, I do not blame it at all i i, yeah, I feel it does yeah. a good job of because how the movie is made you know it's yeah. made to tell story of these characters yeah and also and not yeah and also it feels yeah. it it puts these characters in so much pressure right you de- you're dealing with society you're dealing with poverty you're dealing with Uh, yeah. so much that's around you and you also have to be the hero in the story who's trying to fight yeah. systemic centuries old I, that's just, I, i don't know but I, i i just it more than the movie that comment made it just made me feel very uncomfortable one thing i will yeah. say is that i i had some uh, sound issues with the movie on netflix i mm-hmm. i don't know i felt like my speakers had something i don't know but so i had the subtitles on the english subtitles on mm-hmm. and they were atrocious I mean yeah. I know they changed like there were lines which I felt like there were completely different dialogues they were translating yeah. them so maybe if you are a non hindi viewer oh, yeah. watching it maybe you don't get a lot of that's happening because of mm-hmm. bad surprise and these are subtitles that were encoded on Netflix and this is a movie that did yeah. go to foreign festivals so yeah. I'm assuming okay. they might have done a better job at subtitles than this like because they I don't yeah. know who did the subtitles for this movie although I would like to think that a movie like this which is made by filmmakers intended to be shown abroad should have yes. a far better True. job on subtitles right so i think subtitles were absolutely atrocious anyway ending with the feel of things um the movie made me feel privileged as i've now said three times in this show in this episode mm-hmm. um but the movie also made me feel more connected to so many indian stories uh stories that i usually don't interact with um and it made me feel it made me realize how much more safer i am like for example mm-hmm. a big the movie starts with this couple being caught for having you know just 
just for being out and recognizing that you can't have sex in your own homes in india right you go mm-hmm. to these hotels and do these shady things but then you also recognize that in mumbai or in delhi or in bangalore or wherever in big cities young people are doing the same thing they're just going to more safer four star five star hotels where they will not end up in the same situations and there is such a class conversation that's happening here because everything that these people these characters in this story get penalized for everything that they get penalized for are things upper class indians like you and i just get past right we we do not get we do not have we have we, we face no consequences for them and mm. not that we should there's nothing wrong with any of these yeah. actions and we should be facing these consequences but the fact that what class you belong to determines mm. what consequence you face in situations like these is deeply unjust and you know unfair mm. and that and the movie shows you so well and i feel like uh for us indian audiences this is apparent right no one needs to put up a mm. huge disclaimer to tell you this because mm. we understand that so much so much of what happened we would get past uh, yeah. get away with a lot of this shit but uh, a lot of you know non indian viewers yeah. might not recognize that because the scene where piyush kills himself right you can see piyush is from yeah. a middle class family who does not have the right confidence to deal with cops because you and i both personally know people who if they get caught in situations like these they would they, they would have the same confidence with the they would be like Yeah. you know what you caught me you are in bigger trouble because i'll make the right calls and i'll make the right connections and i'll get you in trouble do you think you and that's yeah. such a classist conversation that the movie doesn't have of course because the movie recognizes a big part of their audience already understands that uh disparity so yeah the movie made me feel a lot of feels and none of them were like none of them were relatable feelings in the sense of oh this made me feel great i want to just have yeah, a happy so time you're so not yeah. specifically a relatable yeah. movie sure. but yeah i i feel like um i i do feel like this movie movie would be from a feel perspective for most people who watch it specifically most indians who watch it will feel really strong emotions mm. and then so. they could be any emotions they could be emotions of mm. love or emotions of you know relatability or something or emotions of you know privilege and guilt and but they will be strong emotions because the movie does a good job at it at it um do you want to talk about the composition of the movie or do you want to say something more about the feel of the movie uh i think we can go on to the composition of the film okay do you think the movie was a composite movie yeah as we have spoken about this uh, while we were talking about the script you know talking about the central theme and uh, while we were trying to figure out what that was in the script category i think yeah it was uh i feel it was not probably uh, as good as our uh, previous film that we did but it did do a very good job at you know uh, composing all of these elements of technically as well as when it came to you know driving the emotion and the tone of the film together uh, which was done quite well because i think it was just good movie on paper and with the with the people associated with that film made it you know come together so well uh because of the performances the director the cinematographer the music i feel all of it did come together quite well uh and it did do justice to the world of that they were creating because that is where the other two cat- cat- categories of rewatchability and memorability also come uh with to me at least that world is where 
all of these things have to be uh, doing justice to and i think it did yeah same uh, similar thoughts i feel like the movie was it does hold up together uh, and i think yeah. uh, the two the two elements that were the strongest that bring everything together were both the script and the performances they, yeah, both true. these elements do a very mm. good job of bringing together a very confined sorry a very defined mm. story that we just yeah. one incident that i want to talk about which i feel like is both an element of script and an element of performance mm. which bring together everything in terms of what's happening in the arc of the story is that mm. at one point when the cop comes to uh the guard to talk to uh devi's father and devi's father and, and him they're just talking about how it's difficult and he's basically trying to tell devi's father that you know what if you do not get this thing done quickly i will yeah. ruin your family's image and i will ruin yeah. your life by maligning and your daughter and his daughter comes in and, that's a beautiful yeah and, and and that's again that's the script and the performance and both the characters the way they yeah. interpret that situation that's that's coming that's to me that's mm. the movie really coming together right and it's it's a yeah, very cool. you know it's it's the arc sort of finishes and it sort of does a very good job of it so yes uh the movie if we were giving points out of 1600 on composition the movie would get 1558 uh yeah. so yeah the movie does a good job i think it's it's a very well defined very very composite movie if that's a mm. way to say it i don't know and we will now wrap up quickly on this by talking about both the rewatchability and the memorability of the film uh shoot yeah so basically like i've said a couple of times that i have watched this movie several times already which means the rewatchability is quite high, which is quite strange actually now that i think about it because this is not like a feel good film you know but i feel i revisit this movie often because of the world and the characters that have stayed with me i feel uh it's like i i sometimes i just want to go back to also like as a filmmaker go back to understand how the subtlety of all of these characters and stories come together so well that i want to watch it and you know pick out these new things like like the scene that you mentioned about the uh the cop coming in and his daughter coming in. this was something that i had not noticed earlier but it has stuck with me now and i think that is why i watch this like i prefer watching this movie like often but not like like every now and then like i would probably watch any other feel good movie this has to be after few years to okay probably understand it better because we have a better understanding of the world and the society we live in and uh, that is how i feel about the rewatchability and memorability like the characters will stay with me and have stayed with me in fact and i will remember all of these actors for these characters as well yeah okay uh for me i think um it's again as you said it's not a movie that i'm likely to pick up to watch again and mm-hmm. i feel like lately yeah. the whole concept of rewatchability is so difficult to approach because it's not like we don't live in a world anymore where we uh are hostage to what is playing on tv like what's mm-hmm. being What, what what's being played on star world or star gold tonight mm. right it's not like yeah. i have choices yeah, yeah exactly. i have choices and it's one of those things where i feel like it's a movie if i'm put in a box and asked to watch again i'll happily watch it again it's a good movie mm-hmm. i'm sure i'll i'll continue yeah. to you know observe newer things in the movie mm. but um 
I just feel like it's not a movie that I will purposefully rewatch, right? By mm-hmm. myself. If someone wants to watch it again and say, you know what, let's watch Masan again, I'll be like, sure. It it was. Yeah. It's a movie I want to watch again in that particular set uh, of scenario. But uh, as a whole, I don't. I don't feel like I will be revisiting this movie anytime soon. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. the the movie's not. Uh, like Inception or you know Avengers <laughs> or it's it's not even like Wake Up Sid or I don't know mm-hmm. it's not a movie like that for me so rewatchability maybe not high for me and again this is a hot take I guess I mean but even memorability I feel like it's a movie that I will every now and then talk about with people if people mm-hmm. bring it up but it's it's not a movie that I think I will un- like subconsciously think about and maybe it's mm-hmm. because i've not subconsciously thought about a lot since i watched the movie mm-hmm. it's a movie mm-hmm. because when i'm talking to you i have very i do have an impressive uh, i i'm impressed with the movie and for good reason mm-hmm. because it's a great movie and people should be impressed yeah. with the movie but you know um i don't know i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i i feel like uh, so and again i think big part of it is that so much of the movie is not a relatable thing for me Uh, yeah. what i will what is memorable for me in this movie is that i think at the end of the day the movie was so much of the movie was just a love story in many ways right it's yeah. it's 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 a collection of tiny love stories and that's mm. a very positive uh thing that i think i will you know come out yeah i will take with it and um, maybe a couple of memorable things for me would be uh, i will have the the visuals of you know wiki kaushal and taking boat rides in the ganga and yeah. in sangam and those yeah. were those those were i think sort of visually memorable images for me mm-hmm. but yeah um that's on that's pretty much all i think we want to talk about masan uh yes section uh if you haven't if, if you are recommending this movie then it's a two thumbs up again for me i guess uh, yes it- definitely a good movie uh, big big points to the director to the screenwriter to the production companies who put their faith in this movie and the performances and the crew i'm assuming this is not a movie that was shot in uh, you know comfortable uh, studios in mumbai and comfortable uh, you know shooting schedules yeah. i i feel like this is a movie that was actually shot in banaras Uh, yes it was it was shot in varanasi so i'm assuming um, this is a difficult movie for shoot i guess and they should get uh, the right uh, recognition for it but yeah uh, good job masan and masan's team and did masan win a lot of awards i i feel like they did right i think it did go and get uh, acclaimed at a lot of uh, festivals and uh, but i'm not sure of any uh, i'll, I'll check because it seems it like movie, yeah this seems like a movie that should have gotten like the national award or something like that i think somebody in the team did i shall check yes i'm i'm doing the same thing the critical response is uh, yeah it did win awards it it won okay so it won the national debut film of a director the yeah. national it it won the national because i don't think are we considering z cine and stardust to be important awards here no what about film fair do we st- do film fair no. okay film fair no, is no. not 
what about ifa are they important i don't think so i think i just consider film festivals a much bigger recognition than all of these other and also awards national, that national film awards are still important right yes national awards are important wait i want to see which movie actually won ugh no wait so which one so bahubali won the national the best feature film of the year in in that see bahubali was the I feel a lot of people are just. That's a separate conversation we need to have. Because I didn't like Bahubali. I was I was upset with that. Uh, movie. It was this incredibly sexist, chauvinistic movie, which was just overhyped because it had some computer-generated graphics in it. I I completely agree, and I have a very big problem with that movie. But I like I'm saying, it needs another episode. But how is Masan losing to Bahubali? That's just that's just sad. I think anyway. So yeah. that tells you so much about our film fraternity <laughs> and everything. But anyway, moving on, film person of the week. So film person, we film are, person, yes, film person of the week is somebody who's quite interesting and uh, somewhat relevant. I feel because uh, and he's a lot more accessible accessible uh, now. Who is Varun Grover? Who was the writer of Masan as well as the lyricist? Of the film, if I'm not wrong. Wait, is and the, are you sure he was the lyricist? Because you are saying the mu- the music was done by Indian Ocean, right? And he's not. Like I feel like there were like that was just there must have been like one. Yeah, he was the lyricist as well, but there was like one move. I think one of the songs okay, was done so by. The, okay, so one of the main like uh, singles were was done by Indian Ocean. Yeah, Indian Ocean. But the lyrics of uh, the. Few other songs that are there in the film. I think I think there were just one or two other ones was done by Varun Grover. So yeah, Varun Grover is a person who I know as a comedian, as a screen, uh, as a screenwriter and a lyricist. And uh, before you go on, I just want to say that Varun Grover has had about one, two, three, four, five, six, about twenty lyricist credits in pretty big Indian uh, Hindi movies. He's had. um credits as an actor as a writer as a specifically dialogue writer so the guy has pretty much you know dabbled in all sorts of show business right he's so yeah. and then also i mean for people who don't know he's a pretty relevant uh social media influencer in the current uh political narrative in the current yeah. cultural narrative as well so Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to say about Warren Grover and his work? I think he has been putting out work that is not typically considered very Bollywood, which is actually nice for that matter. Sacred Games, for example, is known to be one of the first Indian web series that came out on uh, OTT platforms like Netflix, and he was the writer of that. And I think he was one of the sole writers of that web show. Uh, except that, uh, except for the fact that it was an adapted screenplay, but I think that is where also he became quite uh, recognized because he came up with that really big show, which still does so well today. And uh, I feel like you have said before, like he because he's such a he's he's relevant on social media as well, and that comes from the fact that he's also a comedian as. i don't know his part time profession or whatever you want to call it and that's where a lot of his comedies based on 
how politics is in india or the political scenario in india they have this whole show where they have created him and his team have created which is called aisi taisi democracy yeah which is also a very fun show that they do and it's interesting how you know we are finding sort of i don't know if we can we can call him a celebrity or not but a person who people wanting to be in the film industry can look up to and uh, well he's definitely a celebrity yeah so i think that is a cool celebrity to have i feel because you know he does a lot of improv shows as well with all the other comedians he's in these uh small interviews with not small actually quite big interviews with all these other very much relevant uh film uh celebrities so i think yeah he's a very and his work speaks a lot about how he is he's putting up work like masan he's putting up work out like uh um masan and uh, sacred games so i think that is where his work speaks a lot about him and as a lyricist as well like you can say that okay he's a screenwriter and a lyricist also because he has so much like his vocabulary is robust as any lyricist should have and it's so good yeah um so i i i think i mean i i knew varun grover quite heavily from the comedy co- uh, comedy scene only um mm. so i think my first impressions of him were as a comedian and then i started finding out that he's a pretty you know you know he's a he's been working as a lyricist for a long time and he's been working as a background writer for a long time so he's clearly been yeah. in movies and film and show business in mumbai and in the hindi north yeah. indian cinema for a long time so clearly he's he's doing a great job i think and he has a very strong career ahead i think because he has given us i mean we can easily say he's given us masan and he's also given us sacred games yeah. i mean sacred games was a I've not seen the second season I've seen the first season and the first season is a strong season it is it yeah. has really crisp writing um mm-hmm. it, it has a very developed sense of what a thriller is a developed sense of what you know suspense is what twists are so in that scenario yes uh, he also which I think is such a big prerequisite for people to be successful in in the new new reality that we live in which is he's a very popular internet creator as well and by creator yeah. i mean someone who is actively engaging on twitter on youtube or whatever mm-hmm. he's doing so much of that which makes him a more relevant uh True. film person than mm-hmm. you know a lot of other unspoken you know uh, technically important people in the film industry mm-hmm. but because varun grover is this internet celebrity that we all sort of know about i think it makes him a more interesting film person to interact with because he's an actual person we can interact with right we can tweet yeah. to it and i don't know in that sense he's a more humanized version of what film making is and also it's one of those things because i don't feel like uh, specifically in, in hindi cinema i don't feel like lyricists and uh, writers are people who are made out to be celebrities mm-hmm. and in in varun grover's yeah. case he's clearly a celebrity who's a writer and a lyricist these are positions which do not really fit into the hierarchy of who gets to be famous and who gets to be a celebrity in our system 
so hmm. uh, in that case i guess he's broken out of the mold which is again uh, a lot due to his own work and his own courage and his own you know gumption that he has so yeah uh, so, good work sacred games strong word um, i want to talk that uh, i want to say some of the most uh, profound music that we've had in the last decade was in Ga- gangs of wasipur and so much yeah. of it was not because gangs of wasipur had inventive music and inventive mm-hmm. rhythms it was because gangs of wasipur had music that had just some of the best written word in it mm-hmm. and i yeah. think lyrically it was such a strong soundtrack and as far as i understand uh, varun grover had a lot of work where he he has a lot to do with it in terms of the lyric uh, the, yeah. in terms of the uh, the lyrics of the music uh, for that movie right as a listener as well he has been part of a very like a big list of films that have that are very well made as well like aankhon dekhi for that matter or newton and urta punjab are like films which are so well made and he is associated with them that yeah, yeah that says so much about that's him true. as a person as well and how and is him being a professional lyricist and i think it's also because the people the sort of people he's working with so he's i mean of course yeah. he's interacting with people like anurag kashyap but also he's interacting with people like piyush mishra and all these people mm-hmm. who have a very deep understanding of what good work in uh, the mm-hmm. bollywood framework means so yeah, yeah. Uh, varun grover i think from a career perspective i think we have a lot uh, that we'll see coming out of his mm-hmm. uh, you know from his head i think from his uh you mm. know creative space um i think he's the sort of guy who i i can see in the next decade actually directing movies as well because he's clearly guy a guy who's not you know a one trick pony he's clearly someone who's mm-hmm. like a jack of all trades who's sort of you yeah. know working his way around different mm-hmm. aspects of what a movie can be and what films can be mm-hmm. because both writing and music these are all you know a completely different mm-hmm. part of what are associated with films but then he does so much comedy and i think stand up comedy as much of it is writing but so much of good stand up comedy is good performance and good delivery yeah. right and that sort of leads you into thinking that you can be an actually good actor as well mm-hmm. if you is put in a good situation um yeah. and i feel like someone who understands what good acting can be and what good writing can be and what good music can be is someone who can be a good director right someone who understands yeah. everything a little bit and then can bring yeah. together something and i think one grower does have that potential in him so yeah, yeah. also yeah, he- i i didn't think of him i didn't think of him like as a director in the future which is quite interesting probably i don't know let's see how because i've always seen like like thought of him as a writer because of you know all the writing professions that he's dealing with so yeah it'd be quite interesting if he does direct something yeah and something. i think and i feel like he he might end up being a really great director is because he's someone who's shown to have a very well defined value system i mean mm. i'm not talking about the you know the politics of his values right now i mean of course mm-hmm. there are people who agree with him and there are people who disagree with him and mm-hmm. that's okay that's a different conversation altogether but he's still someone who does have a very strong value system and i think a good director yeah. is someone who has a good value system mm-hmm. because that's someone who understands what stories are and 
what are values associated with it because you can have a director who is a good technical guy and i think at the end of the day they're just technically strong directors and i don't think they truly understand or they truly come out with movies that make you feel which is what we discuss so often yeah, but i just feel that if we probably would direct he would have done it by now that's how or i feel because he's a very known celebrity now so i just really would have done it if he wanted to or something like that chal theek hai so our uh, you know end goal for this year can be that by the end of 2020 we need to get an actual response from varun gohar if he would actually ever want to direct and does okay. have plans for direct if he says yeah. yes you give me 5000 bucks if he says no i give you 5000 bucks okay that okay. this is 5000 rupees we are talking about no other currency yes. because we would go broke yes okay True. so uh that's uh that's it on mr grower uh interesting fellow and has a great career ahead i guess uh and this is us now finally moving into the final section of our podcast which is short of the week uh this week we watched the movie crude oil uh the full name is give me a second it's crude oil a comedy short film about toxic friendship and useless superpowers uh the quick introduction is jenny breaks free from a toxic friendship and learns to harness her magical useless superpower uh yeah uh, so we link this movie of course but uh, what do you think uh i think it was uh, an absurd film that i've watched after a while which was very uh, interesting and fun to watch and i think there's a review right under the uh, link of the film which describes how i feel about the film so perfectly which is uh, difficult to describe but impossible to ignore which was what this film is because of the way it was directed and the and what it's talking about i think the storyline is as absurd as the rhythm and the direction of the film uh yeah that's how I, what my impression is because it's like i've just i've just recently like just after just before this podcast i finished that short film and it's quite a strange film to watch yeah uh, so my um i saw this short film in two parts which i i'm not proud of because uh, watching a short it's film in two short. parts is already a stupid idea but i i was watching the movie a few days ago and then some i got a call and i got busy with it and then i saw the other half today actually and uh, i felt like i thought if the movie if the purpose of the movie was for the director and the writer to showcase their abilities as filmmakers then they get an a plus because mm-hmm. the movie is so well shot it has such it has so many different things happening so many different frameworks they are dealing with oh it's a good vfx environment they are working with and i i feel like if it's 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 a year end project for someone to showcase what they've learned in mm-hmm. their film school then they should get a grade get they should get a grade yeah. grade but as a movie when we talk about composition of a movie it it, it didn't work for me um, 
there were bits mm-hmm. of the movie which I felt were really cool. Like for example, the very concept of having useless superpowers is something yeah. everyone has discussed mm-hmm. in their spare mm-hmm. time. But this, but this creator, she actually decided to work on it. She and him, I think yeah. there two. There's a guy and a girl. They both worked on it, yeah. and they did actually make a use case scenario for it, which I think is a really smart thing to do. And then mm-hmm. coming up with just the most funniest superpower, right? Making someone yeah. smell things. That, that's, I think. What does that even mean? But I feel like from a creativity perspective, they deserve a yellow, nice, big yellow star, right? Yeah. Like they did deserve that sticker because they did a good job there. Um, I think if we were to deep dive into this movie, this movie would get a great score in everything but composition because I think so much yeah. of it is like everything is oh, great right the performances are good the the visuals are very interesting so much is happening yeah, on the screen that you're yeah. constantly engaged and you know you see the editing is interesting like the way they cut mm-hmm. through things and everything but then because so much is happening i don't think it comes together into being anything yeah. and i think i think that's where because i thought when the movie started that the rhythm of the film will be this a super fast paced visuals that will be thrown at us mm. but then suddenly we came to our point where the storyline actually goes in a fairly linear manner mm. and uh, which is where you know she goes to the party and she gets possessed and you know that is where and then again it ended to the dramatic moment and that is that's where you know it, i think that's where it has its problem like you're talking about the composition that it didn't come together as well because they must have shot so much to actually show us so much in that 15 minute time and to edit it in a manner and i think they just showed so much probably they could have taken stuff out regardless of how absurd this movie was so i'm I'm, so i'm going through the comments here and someone has commented this huge thing but they, they they do summarize their point which is overall it's fun and visually pleasing generally but it feels useless especially when you think so, about it which i yeah. think is uh, um but then there are bits of it which are smart right that she pos- she she has this uh, her friend has this really powerful superpower that she can possess people and she's using it to essentially make sure that her pizza gets extra olives and then i think that's both so funny but also so tragic yeah. at the same time and i i feel like i i, I feel like i do think that this is like a year-end project movie because the person and the people involved they're just trying to showcase so this is the reel of work we can do now give us an actual yeah. movie to make so yeah uh, yeah I guess, or probably you know their, their idea was to do something super absurd and that is they, they have taken that box like a huge tick mark for them that's true maybe that's the point i i do like the name of the movie though crude oil which i think it sort yeah. of means that it's not refined oil so there there isn't a lot of yeah. refined elements to this movie and the superpowers are not refined it's just these are characters who are still yeah. working through their problems and working through their although i do like that they discuss uh so many different but realistic things like they they're of course dealing with superpowers which are not realistic mm-hmm. but again movie tools which we deal with on a daily basis in terms of filmmaking but uh they but you also have them discussing you know toxic friendships right you know these friendships mm-hmm. that you develop at a very early age and then yeah. you, they might be toxic but you stay with them 
and mm-hmm. i think approaching something like that is a very relatable thing and um and also and also how you know you like how the protagonist always feels that she has something useless but still something that can be special but not everybody else see that she people consider it useless but she probably doesn't she considered it special or for that matter dancing the whole um breakout uh, moment that she has when she realizes a friend and i think that's where also we as i don't know if that's supposed to be like a teenager or whatever age she is how we all are trying to find that one special thing among us and you know trying to showcase it to other people yep and uh, yeah i think that is what also they must be commenting on yeah i do want to mention both i i want to mention uh, the director and the right the so the movie is direct directed and written by christopher good uh, the movie is produced by um, andriana bayan she's the one who plays the main uh, yeah. character i think so these are the people yeah, involved she's... yeah these are the people involved um do go watch this movie i think it deserves a watch yeah. uh, and it deserves for you to see the, the the pure randomness that happens in this movie so definitely watch the movie uh, it does it's it's so weird to say these things about a 15 minute movie but it's a jarring movie in the first 5 to 6 minutes but it's sort of i don't know it's you sit through it till the end it's an interesting movie to watch so yeah do you want to say anything else about it or uh, no that's how i'm going to discussing this film <laughs> okay so that was short of the week uh, crude oil um do go watch the movie and thank you for tuning in to our second episode uh, and our second attempt at this podcast i think going forward we'll be able to codify things better we'll be able yeah. to so this episode i think is uh, shorter than the last one and the end goal is to bring about a more 1 hour 40 minute 1 hour episode and i think we'll get there at some point so yes. yeah uh thank you for listening uh, pinku do you have any final remarks uh no i think uh, we shall continue doing these and trying to understand films better in our own manner and uh, yeah that's it for this episode what kind Which of movies back- are you uh, hoping to watch in the coming weeks I think uh, I want to keep like I want to watch films that I've heard a lot about but never managed to watch like Tombad is on my list and I really feel like watching that one for the next episode if you're up for that one. Uh okay so we might watch Tombad in the next episode then. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you for listening. Uh,